0: This is Mr. Tolu Balogun. On the Walk From Home podcast, I will be teaching you a lot of things you can do to upgrade your skills and be able to run a walk from home business successfully. So stay with me and Enjoy. Good morning, beautiful people, and welcome again to another beautiful episode of the Walk From Home podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with me, and I'm so excited even more for the next episodes that you'll be enjoying next week. I have another amazing guest coming your way next week, and she's going to be giving us so much amazingness. From our experience, our personal experience, you'll be able to enjoy some personal journey from uh, my very special guest. who I'm so excited will be coming your way. Now, the first things first is we need to talk about what we have on ground today. And it's simple. Deadline management for work-at-home professionals. As work-at-home professionals, it's very important that we are able to meet our deadlines and... It can make or break your business, either you are working from home for your business, whether you are a freelancer, whether you're an entrepreneur. Being able to hit those deadlines comes with not, a level of, not just a level of satisfaction, but also a greater level of fulfillment as well as people would be able to make recommendations for you to others. And at the end of the day, you'd only be able to get even more business more appraisal, and more five-star ratings. So today we want to look at the topic of um, deadline management for work-at-home professionals. And firstly, we just try to understand what deadline management is in the first place. It's all about making sure that you are able to organize, prioritize, and plan your workload within your available time. So if in a day all you have to do or you want to work in a day rather is just six hours, how do you plan those six hours to fit in all the work you need to get done? So let's say you have ten tasks to get done, three of them are going to take three hours each, and um the remaining six are maybe five to thirty minutes tasks. How do you manage to you know? Get all of that about 15 hours done in just six hours of your day. It's possible. Don't be, don't feel um, like it's not possible. It's actually possible. It's all about how do you manage those deadlines, and I'll give some tips about that. I'm not saying you would be, always be able to fit 12 hours into six hours. I'm saying it is possible to fit 12 hours of work into six hours, and you would be able to get it done properly. You would not feel stressed. You would not feel overwhelmed. It is doable. So at the end of the day, the old goal now is what are the things we need to do? Are there ways to make sure that we can manage all of these together, marry all of them together to ensure that at the end, we are eating the goals we need to reach. We are able to eat the objectives we need to eat. We are able to get done the things we need to get done so let's look at um some pretty simple things and i mean to understand work management the first things first is we need to understand the components for ensuring that deadlines are met for me it's simple i like to simplify things i'm not one of those people that likes to you know make things overly complex than they are it just makes life more boring more difficult and at the end of the day nobody wants boring or more difficult We all want freedom. We all want to be able to get stuff done and make ourselves feel even more pumped up to do more work. So what are the things we need to do to ensure, what are the components rather, that we need to ensure that deadlines are always met? One of the top things is understanding the tasks that you need to do. You need to have a good understanding of the tasks you need to do then you need to also understand your capabilities and the capabilities of your team in case you have a team that works with you so a third way is to have also an understanding of your available time so if you normally would say want to work six hours a day are you sure that you can delegate some of this to your team so that even with as you are working on something they are also working on something else and can you make sure that um you are also playing to you and your team's specific strengths. You understand? It's not just about delegating those tasks. If you are going to do it, are you good enough to get it done? If someone else is going to do it, is there someone else good enough to get it done? You want to have an idea of all of this. And also, you want to be able to tell that, okay, I'm able to get this done. I'm able to um, move ahead with a couple of these things, and you also want to be able to say that, okay, if I'm giving this to Mr. A or Mrs. B, Miss A, I mean, Miss B or Mr. A would be able to complete it in due time while I'm also working on some other stuff. You also want to be able to say that at the end of the day, after my six hours is done today, I will feel fulfilled, and I know when I forward this to my client, it's going to get an approval. It's not going to get what's this mess that you created, you understand? You, you don't want a situation where you are always creating a mess. You always want to be helpful to your clients because the more mess you create, the more clueless you look to your, your clients or whoever you are working with. And you don't want to look clueless, you understand? So you have to understand the time you have at hand. You have to understand the tasks that are at hand. Make sure that those tasks those tasks rather are communicated effectively correctly to you and you understand exactly what the objective needs to be then you also need to be able to understand your the strength of your team as I've said um again the strength of your team the strength of you yourself you have to understand that so that you can properly delegate tasks so now let's say um let me just give a quick okay before I get to the quick example let me just follow the flow of my script today <laughs> Okay. Um now that you understand the components that are needed to ensure that tasks are done, um one of the ways to one of the ways to ensure that you are also giving yourself a realistic deadline is this. If I'm meant to build a website for Mr. A's company and I'm also meant to build a website for Mrs. C's company, Those two tasks are websites. What are the requirements of the websites of Mr. A? What are the requirements of the website of Mr. B? They might not be the same. And in most cases, they would not be the same. So what are the things I need to do for Mr. A? What are the things I need to do for Mr. C? So what then can I do to ensure that my work gets easier? I write out um, the tools I need for getting this website done and the i mean requirements for the website i write the same thing for the second website and then based on my experience as a web designer i can then project that on a normal average day it will take me to come it will take me three hours to complete mr a's website and it will take me about three weeks to complete mrs c's website so if you understand both ways and you say it you understand that this one will take you um three hours this one will take you three weeks then you say okay what of a worst case scenario. A worst case scenario where, if things don't go my way, and I still have to adapt to make sure that I get these things done. Then in a worst case scenario, Mr A's website will actually take seven days, and Mrs C's website will actually take five weeks. So what then will be the deadline you would set for yourself in such a project? For such a project where you have the best case scenario as three days and the worst case scenario as seven days, you simply, you know, find the average and probably give a deadline of, say, five days. And for the other one where you have the best case scenario of three to five weeks, you just let them know that in four weeks it will be ready and you always have to add a clause. If this is not going to be ready in four weeks, I would let you know. But you yourself, you have to now make sure that you work towards three days here and you work towards three weeks here. So that at the end of the day, if you say, I'm done within three days to Mr. A, Mr. A will be happy that even though you told him you'll be done in five days, you actually gave it to him in three days. And now when he's going to recommend you to someone else, he will tell someone else that you are so excellent, you are so adorable. You told him it will be ready in five days and you even delivered two days earlier. Same thing goes for the other person. Even if you are able to deliver the work in, say, maybe two weeks and five days, instead of exactly um, three weeks that you had planned, whoever gave the, the job to you will be so excited and they will always want to give you more work. So that is the thing about making sure, sh- that's the first thing you need to know about setting deadlines. Don't set the exact deadline you know you would need. Always add a few more days or a f- or a buffer to ensure that if you are um a person that also likes to you know just give the normal days because you know the normal days will work out fine that's good always being on point is also a great thing they you know that when you tell them Wednesday it's Wednesday when they tell when you tell them it's Monday it's Monday they'll be happy to work with you they'll be happy to recommend you to someone else so always try to make sure that you are also you are always setting um feasible deadlines because at the end of the day Word of mouth mouth is still the best tool for building and expanding your business. The truth is, most people will not want to work with someone that someone did not recommend for them, except they've seen that you've gone to a point where a lot of people can vouch for you. And at that point, almost everybody in the world would be happy to work with you. But before you get to that point, you have to rely strongly on word of mouth. Because even for those who are in the marketing space, the best tool we have for marketing a business or whatever is still testimonials. People want to know what people think about your services. People want to know what people think about tax that you give to them. So it's very important, very, very important to make sure that you are setting deadlines that you can eat. either give some allowance or make sure that you eat those dates that you say your refs, your work will be ready by. So that in cases where you are not able to meet them, you can also communicate ahead of time. I'm sorry, I will not be able to get this done by this date, but I promise you, uh, I asked for your indulgence to give me maybe a week extra. So at the point where you are asking for the next ex- for an extension, you always have to add extra, more than you need. It's very important to add more than you need when you are adding asking for an extension. And also give reasons why you are asking for that extension, you understand? So in, in those type of cases, you have prepared the mind of the person that it won't be ready by so so date, and then the extension will also make it easier to work with. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, thank you very much for listening up till this point. I'm so bumped I'm so excited that you're enjoying this podcast, and I want to deliver even more quality for you. So now let's move to the next set of things. The next set of things is, now that we've understood what it takes to set those deadlines that we need to set, then how do we make sure that we finish off all our tasks properly urgency you have to always mark the urgency of each task or each work that you're doing so that you can do the most urgent ones first the most important ones first before going down to the least important ones and um you know how you measure your impo- the importance of your tasks. It depends on how important it is to the person also and how you, what you both have negotiated it will take to get this done, you understand? So, projects you are just starting are of, are of lesser importance, especially when the date is far off than the ones that their deadlines are near, you understand? So, that is just one tip. I don't want to delve too much into that but i know that as a work from home person you know how to set your priorities for the projects you are working on at any point in time. So the next uh, acts the next things i want to talk about are some acts for getting stuff done faster. And the first thing and I, I would say is what we've said on this show a number of times always use a time slice strategy. Even though you're going to be working 6 hours a day, divide those 6 hours into two or three slices. You can divide them into three two-hour chunks. You can divide them into three-hour, two-hour, one-hour chunk. You can divide them into two three-hour chunks. You can divide them into one four-hour and one two-hour chunk. It all depends on you. Divide them in a way that will, I mean, make your work life for the day very easy. Um, Also, depending on other things you have to do for the day. If you have Um kids to take care of if you have school you are doing, if you have errands to run, and all of that, you have to factor all those in and then design time slices to help you get your tasks done. Those time slices will then help you to I mean have a sense of fulfillment, have a sense of direction, have a focus that you can follow through for the day. So now, what are the those things you can do to make sure that you can get maybe like 12 hours work done in just six hours, for example. Now, that is where this tip and the next tip comes in, which is the the, um, three acts I have for you for getting stuff done faster. Do similar tasks within the same time slice. So let's say you have five social media accounts to manage. Do all those social media management tasks within the same time slice. Your brain is not going to be going elter skelter. Your brain is going to be focused on getting the social management side of things done. So it's going to be easier for you to say, okay, I'll post for this person, this person, this person, this person, this person at this certain time. Um, As a social media manager, I personally design calendars for my clients, but this is what I do. I don't design the content on ground because I want my content to often be fresh. I want my content to often be very timely so this is what i do i design a calendar for what needs to go out so as the time it needs to go out for each of those clients i can now then go and say okay let me post this based on what is happening in business based on what is happening around based on the um what do we call it the engagement level of the website of the um, social media page we can then create a content that is more timely than if we had created all the 30 contents for the month, or 60 contents for the month, from the beginning of the month. I prefer to plan what I need to post, or the type of contents I need to post on certain days, and then on the day, I then schedule it and post it. It makes life easier, it also makes my content much more evergreen, much more fresh and it gives me stuff that I can be doing every single day so it's not just I just wake up and I just post one random stuff no I already know that I'm going to post something like this so based on who knows there might be some design acts that might be changing at that point and I, I if I had done it earlier in the month I would have missed out on that so I mean it gives me a lot of pleasure to always make sure that I know what I need to post but I create that content and post it as a 20 so I can Cluster all my social media work together within the same time slice, and get it done. And trust me, you are going to save time. There's no bobo about it. You are going to save some time. So, because definitely you know that, okay, you are going to probably use Canva for your graphic design, so you do all your graphics for all of them in your Canva graphics, and then you know whatever software you use for posting. Uh, sometimes I use Postal Plan. sometimes I use Post. those are the two some apps that I use to post contents for my clients. Postal plan and a post. So um, what are the next things you do? Um, you have to do your complementary tasks concurrently. I call them complementary tasks because these are tasks where I am able to say, let's say I'm doing a website. Let's say I'm doing a website for someone and then the website is going to take, um, what do we call it? The website is going to take, three hours to complete. But as I'm doing the website and I'm saving pages, I can be doing another thing, maybe like writing out captions or writing out a blog post while I'm uploading a file or while I'm doing something. Or It might also mean maybe while I'm editing a video. I might be editing a video and while I'm editing a video, I'm able to, you know, do some other things, maybe like write a blog post or do any other thing that is going to also save me some time. Or it might even be writing the caption for the video that next video that I want to upload to YouTube. So I try to make sure that, um, especially when I'm rendering a video, sometimes rendering can take up to an hour. So within that one hour space that I'm using to ranging, render that video, I can get other things done that I know that... Um, Would help me be more productive for that time. So let's say rendering a video actually takes six. I mean, editing to rendering a video actually takes six hours. While editing and rendering rendering that video of six hours, which I also have six hours for the day, I would also use some of that time to also do other things, especially the idle time. I'll use it to do other things while I am at work. So thank you very much for listening to the Work From Home podcast. Today, I remain your helpful Mr. Tolu Balogun and I'll be happy to meet you again next week with my most amazing guest. Have a nice day, people. Have fun.